might be better than a caca. I just want you to know that on my, like, waveform, it looks like a giant dick. <laughs> Welcome to the Garbage Fire <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> A.K.A. MFKS Radio on the airwaves style F4752. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are absolutely winging it. <laughs> the Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. Well, hello. Hello. I did not expect you just to start. (laughs) I didn't really either, but I thought we might as well, (laughs) considering we don't know what we're going to talk about, and it's been a month. Yeah, we're a bit rusty, but I think it's on point. We're always rusty. It's true. Um, Fun fact, we saw each other last weekend. We did, and we didn't record. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we didn't have time. It didn't work out that way. That's true. Because it was either breakfast or recording, and I was like, I'd rather have breakfast. A hundred percent. I'd always prefer to eat than do this. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that time that you did your review of A Quiet Place and, like, snacked for two minutes while just, like, not saying a thing? It's one of my most proudest moments. (laughs) It should be. As an internet comedian. You should be very proud of yourself. Thank you. As well as, like, my very good joke about being... Maybe or maybe not very good at self-deprecation. <laughs> well, that's the show for this week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so all we need to do is a minute 47. Why are we fucking around for an hour 47 each week? Come on. Who even knows? I don't <laughs> even know. Um, yeah, so this month has been a little crazy. It has indeed. There's a whole bunch of things that we're not going to talk about why it's been crazy. Because we can't. Just because we, yeah, mostly because we can't. Suffice it to say, it's been fucking bananas. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes real life just gets in the way a little bit. It does. And we don't do this for a living, so. No, and as we were saying before we hit record, or possibly after, I don't even know, we're just like, well, no one has said, hey, where's the podcast? So clearly it doesn't matter. And I'm simultaneously relieved and also disappointed (laughs) yeah i'm a little bit disappointed too like come on guys as you know as the thinly veiled narcissist that we are i was hoping someone would miss us well amanda made some comment not that long ago about her like guilty pleasure podcast whatever it was they finally had recorded again and she was really excited, and I was like, oh, clearly that's not us. Because <laughs> we haven't recorded in 25 days. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But we're back. From outer space. <laughs> Remember how I just drank a whole bunch of caffeine? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Also, there's definitely caffeine in Coke Zero. Ah, oh, fuck. How did I not know that, though? I don't know. Well, then what's the fucking difference between Diet Coke and Coke Zero? Um, Diet Coke doesn't taste the same as Coke Zero. Well, this one sure doesn't, because it's got ginger lime in it. Yeah, no, but no, but Coke Zero ta- is supposed to taste, like, more like regular Coke. Because Diet Coke, you can tell that it's Diet Coke. Oh, yeah, that's true. Whereas Coke Zero, you're not... It, I mean, you can still... I think you can, I think you can still tell a little bit, but I don't think it's quite as noticeable. I think that's the difference. Yeah. I do prefer the Coke Zero taste to the Diet Coke. Yeah. But I do prefer a gingy lime. See, why wouldn't you just have ginger ale if you want ginger-flavored something or another? 
Because it's hard to find sugar-free ginger ale. No, it's not. What? Where? Who? Like every Why? grocery store? No, not every good grocery ale. store. There's yeah, their store brand ginger ale is just fine. Disagree. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> you can 100% find sugar-free ginger ale. Well, I'm gonna continue living life as it is. <laughs> <laughs> Just drinking drinking caffeine at 8 o'clock at night and hoping for the best. Yep. I've been, you know what, I'm not going to lie to you. I have been wondering why, like, there's been nights you've been texting me back at, like, 1130. Because that is way out of character for you. Yeah. Let's, suffice, suffice it to say, my husband and I are on opposite sleeping schedules. It's not good. Well, and also, like, because, yeah, so I'm assuming the, the caffeine that you've been consuming has been contributing to that. Because I was like, man, why is she texting me back? She's usually in bed, like, an hour ago. Yeah. It's rough. Plus, I've been, like, reading a lot before bed. And I like to do that. That's how I feel, like, sleepy and, like, wind down for bed. But sometimes I'm like, ah, shit. I'm a hundred pages away from finding out who the killer in the old house with secrets is. I gotta just power through. pages away. Jesus Christ. It's a 300-page book. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fast reader. I know. That's funny, though. I do that, too. Oh, just one more chapter. Oh, just one more chapter. And then all of a sudden, one more chapter is, oh, I finished the book, and now I'm in tears. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's just like, wait a minute. Is there another book by this author? And then I start the other book. <laughs> That's a little bit insane. Yeah. It is. It's okay, though. I'm, I'm self-aware. That's the important part, is I'm aware of the unhealthy things that I'm doing. And that's the first step. You know, I'm not in denial. Sure. I'm in acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> that's only, uh, well, the second stage of many. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, what are you reading right now? I'm curious. Well, a lot of trash. Let's look at my... Nope, didn't want to press that. Uh, my library history here. No, how do I do this? Uh, bah, bah, bah. Here we go. So lately, I will tell you what I have been reading. Um, quite a few things I started and then abandoned because I was not enjoying it. Okay. And I'm very into that right now because I don't think that I should waste time on things that aren't fulfilling to me. Mm-hmm. So, since we last chatted, I've read one, two, three, four, five, six books? Wow. I think. Um... Let's see. What have, what has been good is the tricky part. I really liked the book that you lent me, The Bitter Season. Mm-hmm. That one was really good. Um, love, you know, a detective novel, mystery novel of sorts. This isn't even showing all my fucking things. What the dude... What the dude? Um, and then <laughs> I read this book, The Death of Mrs. Westaway. 
Okay. And that's by um, the same woman who wrote The Girl in Cabin 10, Ruth Ware. Okay. Really liked that one. That was one of those, like, old... I didn't know this when I read the description. I was like, oh, she, you know, wrote this book that I like. And it ended up being about an old house with secrets. Oh, well, there you go. I was just like, oh, kinsmith. Uh, and then I read this book called Paradox by Catherine Coulter. Okay. And I didn't realize it when I started, but it was the 23rd book <laughs> <laughs> in a series about um, FBI agents. Okay. And in Paradox, it is about uh, a kind of small town police chief who witnesses the murder uh, at dawn from the deck of her lake house. So she's like looking across the lake and she's having her morning coffee and she sees a dude smack someone in the head with an oar in their canoe and then dump the body. And then they end up finding a whole bunch of other bones when they drag the lake to find this dude. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that one was really fun. I'm interested in reading more by Catherine Coulter for sure. Want to know the things I've given up on? I would love to. (laughs) One of them was The Half-Drowned King by... Linnea, I think it's Heartsucker. It's like the best fucking name ever. It's H-A-R-T-S-U-Y-K-E-R. Okay. And it's about um, Vikings in the 9th century and Mm -hmm. like the birth of kind of the Norse kingdoms and King Harold. Okay. And I gave up. And I I was like 50% through... And the story was just going nowhere. And so I just quit. And I do feel bad about that. I really liked the time. I really liked the uh, writing. It just, like, the plot itself was just, like, snooze-a-lose. Oh, that's really unfortunate. I know. I was pretty bummed about it. I also gave up, I think I told you this, on a biography of Queen Victoria who I adore mm-hmm. because the writing was bad and I was very upset about that. I think I told you that it wasn't a chronological telling yeah, it of was her like life. thematic or whatever. Some kind of weird. Yeah, and she would the author would just go on tangents about people who are like parallel to Queen Victoria's life, but then not provide any connection whatsoever as to why that matters for Queen Victoria. And then she would do this weird thing where she would say a thing and then state the thing next in the next sentence without without really changing anything. It was like bizarre, bizarre, boring writing. It sounds like grade 10 writing. I like it. I, yeah, well, I've got a ton of shit on hold right now waiting can't wait for the 30 weeks I'll have to wait for Greg Isles' new book um, and then just because I've been on a tear I read three 
Janet Ivanovich books. Oh, yeah. Just because they're quick and easy. And by three, I mean three in the last day and a half. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're just, you know, sometimes you just need some puffy, fluffy writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, as soon as I'm done with that, I was recommended Homegoing. Have you heard of this book? I have. I think I have it. Um, really excited to start that as soon as I'm done this Notorious 19 book. And then I also borrowed, and it ended up in my list today, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Os- Osage, Osage Murders yeah. and the Birth of the FBI by David Grant. Ooh. So I'm looking forward to that as well. That's a lot so, of books. Yeah, I've been reading a lot, just a lot of trash. I was getting, I was trying to read a lot of kind of more serious writing. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like so disappointed by it over and over again. So I was like, I'll just read this stupid formulaic thing that I like. Sometimes that's okay. Yeah, like why not? I mean, if, if you enjoy it, you might as well, you know? Yeah. That's what I think, so that's what I did. There you go. But yeah, I think I'm on, oh my god, I don't even know how many books I've read this year. God, probably 30? (coughs) That's awesome. Is my guess. That's probably a low guess, but... Well, you've read six in like, not very long time. A week, No, two, I think two, two... Two and a half, maybe? Yeah. yeah, it's been bonkers. So I, because of that, I have no idea, other than what's going on with the Raptors, what's going on with sports, didn't know it was Boston and St. Louis. Yeah, well, that's just what it is, I guess. But it's just, like, bizarre for me to just be unaware. Yeah. And that's because I just don't go on Twitter anymore. It's true. It's just was in a really low place, and I realized that Twitter was a big part of that, so I just cut her right out. Yeah, it's a cesspool. It is. And it's just like when it's in your face 24-7, it's just not great for your mental health, peeps. Gotta take care of yourself. Well, and especially if it's like, if it's a thing that you're using to get into discussions and you know, whatever, with people. Like, I have different, like, group chats or whatever on there, and those are fine. Oh, for sure. Because that's just, you know, talking to buds. But, like, beyond that, it is very much accessible. Mm-hmm. It's really rough. And I'm not a huge fan of how that works. No. So it's been all quiet on the Western Front from me on our Tweetsies, which is, I know, extremely upsetting for all of you out there who enjoy my retweets of feminist propaganda. <laughs> I, uh, I have noticed, um, like, I don't check it either, also. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't check the, I don't, I don't check, like, the pod Twitter, like, at all. I have the, I have it on my phone, so, like, every once in a while, when it'll say that there's, like, notifications on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, it must be from that. Um, but it's been like two, so <laughs> clearly no one's noticed that either. <laughs> no. I think yeah. Avery sent me a DM 
And I responded like three weeks later. (laughs) And I was like, well, this joke I was going to say isn't really relevant anymore, I'm sure. Yeah. And that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Totally fine. Um, anything else going on? Um, trying to think. I'm trying to think of what we talked about last weekend at brunch. Talked about Eurovision a lot because we that's did. Like the thing that I spent a lot of time on. That's for, right. For like April and part of May. Did I tell you that Norway Dad is moving away from Norway? You did, but I can't remember where to. Potentially Houston at this moment. Oh, that's a real downgrade. Well, yes, but it's much closer, so that's good. But waiting to hear on timelines about that. So that's exciting because it's a direct flight from Calgary. That's true. That is kind of nice. Because I feel like like flying to see your dad now is not a direct flight from Calgary. No. (laughs) And it's just, it's so hard. Like, oh my god, you remember how fucking bad the jet lag was? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, god. There's a movie on my TV right now called True Love Blooms. I bet you a guy and a girl are going to fall in love. (gasps) Ooh. Does it have Orlando Bloom in it? It doesn't, but if it did, that would be pretty meta. You know what's absolutely incomprehensible to me? Hmm. People's love for Katy Perry. Explain. I was thinking about this because I'm very excited for the... (laughs) Apollo, (laughs) he's licking the microphone. For the Rocketman movie. Yep. And um, I was looking at reviews... And it's got, like, a very good rating on Rotten Tomatoes right now, so I was, like, really happy about that, because I really like everyone who's involved in that movie. Love a musical. And uh, this is a really roundabout way to get to Katy Perry, but this is is. my life. Um, So Elton John gave an interview where he said um, Katy Perry's outfit of wearing a chandelier to the Met Gala is not camp. Okay. And I was like, well, if anyone's a fucking expert on camp, it's gonna be Sir Elton. Wasn't she like a hamburger? That was later. She had two outfit changes. Okay, because I did see the video where she was like dancing around in her, like half of her costume, and Jennifer Lopez came into the washroom and she was just fucking mortified. Yeah. Yeah, okay. As you should be. Yeah. But I, I just don't get why people like her. Okay. Yeah, that's where I'm is at. It like, is it like her music? Is it her... I think it's the music, it's the look, it's the personality. It's... She feels like... <sighs> there, I don't... I feel there's nothing authentic about her. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know how it got to this, but... Go ahead, tell me what to do with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what is new? Um, I applied for a new job, which I told you about. Yes, very excited about um, that. And so what is the turnaround time for that? Uh, the posting closes tomorrow. Okay. And then uh, they said that they want to do interviews kind of by Wednesday. Ooh, that's fast. Yeah. 
Jeez, your school's got shit together, bro. Yeah. So that's the thing, and we'll see what happens. And if it ha- if it works out, I'll talk about it. And if it doesn't work out, then I won't. Totally we'll fine. Just, we'll just leave it at that. Um, what else is new? I don't know. I started another class, and it's a class about um, writing mm-hmm. for graduate students. And it's like it's it's about academic writing ultimately, but it's sort of engaging in the writing process and being reflective about what you're doing, which I think is kind of cool. And so so far, I'm enjoying it a lot more than the last class that I took. And also even super applicable to teaching. Well, that's kind of why I wanted to take it, because I thought, you know, maybe the kinds of writing that I'm teaching my kids aren't the same, because we're not doing critical reviews and we're not doing literature reviews. Um, But I can sort of think about some of that reflective Mm -hmm. stuff and some of those pieces that that are um, useful in in the teaching. And then also in, like, the, the process sort of, of it rather than just the finished product because I think that's one of the things that kids really struggle with is understanding that there is a process mm-hmm. and it's not just like I'm going to write these three paragraphs and then it's done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like we've been working uh, with my grade 11s for the last six classes, six classes, five classes um, on uh, like a personal narrative that they're writing about travel of some kind so somewhere that they've been and like telling me about this place and for some of them, it's been really interesting, and I've gotten some really great stuff from some of them, and some of them, like, it's been five classes, and they've written me, like, 250 words. Oh, boy. And I'm just like, how is this possible? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand how that's even possible. And part of it is they want to, they want to have, like, a finished product. And I was like, no, just, like, do a word dump and then go. So I took in one of my notebooks where I do, like, lots of my writing, and I was like, this is what happens when I write stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, I cross things out, and I, like, I move stuff around, and then I come back to it three weeks later. I was like, so even when I do things, it's not a finished product. Like, there's still that process mm-hmm. that we engage in. And they're kind of like, oh, okay. It's so much work. I'm like, yes, it's work. Obviously, it's work. It's like, it's like getting to be a good basketball player or a good driver or whatever. Like, you have to practice. Yeah, that's the tricky thing that makes that class so much different than other ones because like all the maths and sciences like a lot of it is just memorize and recall and application and that's so not the case Mm -hmm. for English and sometimes social too yeah no it's um yeah so there's that's been but it's been kind of fun reading some of the stuff so one of the things I made them do on uh on classroom was put excuse me, was put, um, like, an excerpt, like, two or three sentences, it didn't have to be very much, um, of whatever they've written, um, in the, the space, and then, uh, the kids had to, like, read and respond, like, give some constructive feedback or, or some positive feedback and stuff, and some of them, like, just a couple sentences that they put in there were just phenomenal. Oh, Um, good. Which I was really pleased with, because then I was like, okay, well, at least we're sort of on the right track here. So, I have a question. Yeah. Some of the kids at your school are not as well off as others. Yeah. Is that a barrier for them to be able to write about travel? Not really, because what I said to them, I said, it, can't, it doesn't have to be, like, I don't care. I don't want it to be about Disneyland and things like that. I was like, just tell me about a place that you went. I was like, and if you don't travel very much, that's okay. Um, tell me about a time that you and your family did something that really just kind of sticks in your mind. Maybe you went to... Coralac Park for the first time, or mm-hmm. 
And so, and but lots of them do have at least something. Okay. Um, the one girl, she started off her, her story. One girl, she didn't want to. So she's writing about food, and she's writing about the first time she ate a tomato. Because she really hates tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Pretty great. Um, but one of the girls with her travel one, she was writing about the first time she flew, and she thought she was going to get sucked down the toilet on the airplane. Oh, and, I have that fear every time. <laughs> and to this day, she's still afraid of it. And that's how she starts her piece of writing, and it's pretty funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So no, Great it's been tone. it's been good, but it's also like the my mornings have been super chill for the last like week and a bit. Because of that. Because of, yeah, because they they started so we had Monday and Tuesday off, and so they started the Thursday Friday beforehand, and then they had Wednesday Thursday Friday, and then on Tuesday this coming week we're gonna like they're gonna do their good their their final draft. Oh nice. And then I have to start teaching again. But it's been like a long time since I've talked about anything, which is kind of nice. Um, and it's been super chill. And then every once in a while, someone will like bring their Chromebook or their notebook up to me, like, can you read this paragraph? And I'll read it and I'll give them some suggestions and they'll just go back and sit down and write. And it's been quiet and there's been a little bit of music playing and it's just been very like. Awesome. It's been good. It's been really nice. Considering this month has been just such a fucking shit show for you. Yeah, it is actually kind of nice. And then with my grade 10s, we've been watching. Um, We've been watching, doing our film study, so we watched Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Um, because of course. Of course. Um, but also it was just good for me, and then I was, it was easy. I didn't have to, like, think about what I was teaching. Mm-hmm. I could just kind of get there. Jump so. into it, yeah. Yeah, so no, it's been, it's been really good. It's been really, really good. Well, excellent. Yeah. Um, what else is new? I don't know if there's anything else new. I read a book called Words in Deep Blue, which I really liked. Okay, tell me about it. Um, so it's a young adult book, and it was on the, like, staff picks at Indigo. So I picked it up, and it was, like, ten bucks. I was like, alright, let's buy this. And it's this girl who, she, it's set in Australia, and she'd been living in some small town with her mom, and then her brother died, and it turns out that he drowned. And when she finished her year 12, which she didn't pass, so she didn't actually, wasn't actually going to graduate, um, she decided to go back to the city and live with her aunt. Because hmm. she needed to get away from her mom. Yeah. And this, like, sad space and stuff. So she goes back the to trauma. the city. Yeah. yeah. So she goes back to the city where she had grown up. I can't remember. I think it was Melbourne, I think. Um, and... Uh, locals call it Melbourne. Yeah, well, whatever. Let's keep going to their ours. Um... Pretty sure it was Melbourne. Uh, maybe it was Brisbane. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. So she goes back to the city and she ends up living uh, with her aunt. Um, and her aunt has sort of secured her a job at this bookstore that's owned by um, this kid named Henry's father. So and Henry and the girl now I can't. Remember, I'm like drawing a blank on her name. They had used to be really good friends, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of drifted apart. But the cool thing is in this bookshop, um, is that they have this room at the back of this bookshop where. You can, like, leave letters in books, and, like, they want people to put their markings in books that are in this back part of the room. Oh. And so, like, here, here's the, this passage that you really liked, and your little notes in the margin are, like, you're going to leave a letter for somebody in between two pages, and then, you know, like, that kind of thing. Oh, and, that's cute. Yeah, it's super neat. And so, she had left Henry a letter the night before she left, uh, before she moved out, moved away. And they moved away, and then her brother passed away. Um, and so she left him a, a note and, and he never got it. Um, and I think that's why she stopped talking to him. Like um, she was like, well, you couldn't, res- you didn't bother to respond, so I'm not going to bother to respond to you kind of thing. Right. 
Um, and then she comes back, and he's been dating this, like, terrible girl who's just awful, because of course she is. Um, but she's, like, dealing with this internal trauma, because she hasn't really told anyone anything. So her aunt obviously knows what happened to her brother, but no one else does. Mm. And so these people who she used to know are like, oh, how's your brother? Oh, you know, how's your mom? God. And she's just like, fine. Like, she doesn't want to talk about it, so she's just avoiding it. Right? So she's like, oh, everything's fine. That's bad, though. Of course it is. <laughs> and she, she, of course it is. But that's how she's sort of coping with it. Um, and then, and then eventually, you know, she kind of figures out that she can't do that anymore. That she has to. She has to say something. Um, and so she starts to kind of tell some of these people and, and let them back in just a little bit. Because everyone's kind of mad at her that she just took off and then never got in touch with anyone but you know as it turns out she's she had good reason yeah but it was it was it was really really well done like i just really really enjoyed it it was a really quick read Mm -hmm. um but i really liked it and i cried a little bit oh wow i don't know i don't know here's the thing though i'm not a hundred percent sure if the if book it was made about me that. cry, <laughs> yeah. or if I was crying about one of the 900 other things going on last month, or this month, so, like, don't take my word for that one. Okay, But, gotcha. like, there, was, there were some feelings. Like, I definitely had some, some feelings about what I was reading. Interesting. Yeah, it was really good. And, yeah, it was a super, it was a super quick read, but I really also, the reason that I was drawn to it was because I really liked the cover. Mm. Um... And it was, and because I couldn't quite make up the title because of the cover, so it got a little closer. I picked it up and I read the synopsis, and I was like, "Heck yeah, I'll read this book." And then I did, and it was good. Don't judge a book by its cover is such an incorrect way that people look at books. <laughs> oh my god, absolutely! Because like, I mean, if if you're if you're I don't know if you do this, but like if you're in a bookstore and there's different versions of the same book. I'll pick, like, the nicest looking one. Yeah, I'm not going to pick the one that has the fucking people from the movie on it. Absolutely not, unless there's no other option. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, I also bought just recently um, The Sun is Also a Star. Okay. Which is a movie that just came out last weekend. Yeah, it sounds really familiar. (laughs) Um, Anyway, and so I haven't started the book yet, but I've heard heard good things about it. And I remember seeing the trailer for the movie and just being like, ah, yes. Who's in it? I can't remember. Oh, um, what's her name? Yara Shahidi from, um... Oh, is this the, with, um... Dun-dun-dun. Is this the one with, uh, the dude from Riverdale in it, too? Possibly. Like, the guy... Yeah, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. Anyway. Not, not Archie. Who's no. The... No, the Asian guy. Reggie. Reggie, Reggie, Reggie. Yeah, maybe that's him. Okay. Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, so I, I've heard good things about it, and, like, I remember watching, like, what, like I say, watching the trailer for the movie, I was just like, oh, this is a hundred percent on my alley, I should read the book. Isn't that so satisfying, when you're like, this was made for me? Yeah. God. Very, very much so. Love that shit. Yeah, so, that, yeah, that's what, uh, that's what, and then I've just been, like, watching through Brooklyn Nine-Nine again, because I guess I just, I don't know. You it's just com- needed to. You it's, just needed to. <laughs> it's comfortable. Yes. Uh, and it and I and it's predictable. And like, there are very few episodes where I get like super sad about things, which is nice. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of even the office. I don't have that same thing because there's some of them where like, even though they're happy, like I cry. Yeah, absolutely. Like when Jim and Pam get engaged. Mm-hmm. And then when they find out they're pregnant, 
and they get married, like all of those. And I'm just like, no, nope, can't deal with this. Brooklyn Nine Nine doesn't quite do that to me, so it's not quite as doesn't have quite the same impact. Honestly, like, just look around you. <laughs> look what's happening everywhere. Oh, the, I know. The, the the less opportunities you give yourself to cry each day is. I think a smart choice. <laughs> well, somebody asked me not that long ago, someone from out of out of Alberta was like, oh, what's it like under Kenny? I was like, honestly, right now nothing has changed because, like, budgets aren't any different and they haven't really done anything just yet. Yeah. And I was like, but it's going to get real bad real quick. Yeah, there's some weird shit going on with the negotiations for um, doctors and nurses right now. That's... Not good. Not good. Not yeah. not not quite sure what's gonna happen there. Yeah, I'm not sure if anyone knows what's gonna happen. No. Yeah, it's uh it's not great. I I also stopped watching the news. I don't watch the news ever. It annoys my mother to no end. That you don't or that Yeah, that I oh. don't. I'm giving myself one day a week where I'm, like, looking on news web pages because everything is just way too much. Yeah. It's a rough yeah. time out there. There's a lot happening, and it's just, it's just so fucking much. Like, it just, I don't know. It, it didn't used to be this bad, did it? I don't think so. Like, what is happening? I don't know, but also, like, fucking, it's not even June, and all I keep seeing is, like, who are the Oilers going to sign as a UFA on July the 1st? I'm like, it doesn't matter. Mm. None of it matters anymore. (laughs) See, these are the things that I don't get exposed to anymore. It's wonderful. Yeah. The only yeah. thing that, like, gets my heart beating is if I see that Taylor Hall posted a story on Instagram. Do you also know. know that I don't follow him anymore? Pardon? I Did I tell you I don't follow him anymore? No. <gasps> yeah, made that jump, too. What? Just so many unhealthy things in my life, Megan. I'm just living, living free of unhealthy influences. Ex- so, how, okay, so how do you know when he posts things, then? Other people, like, it'll show up in my Explore page. Okay. That other people are, like, active on it or whatever. And that that's the only way I see it is, like, in passing. So what prompted that? Um. Because, like, let's be honest here. Taylor Hall posts something, like, oh, maybe once every eight weeks. Like, it's not like it if was. so, Yeah. Right? I think it is just, like, part of the, like, let's scrub things from my life that take up too much mental energy but don't necessarily have a net positive impact on me. Like, what am I wasting time on? Mm-hmm. And that was just one of them. Haven't, haven't missed it. I know. Well, I don't... I forget. It's kind of like I forget that on Instagram I follow Chase Crawford because he doesn't post things very often. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's a person that I followed once. <laughs> and it's kind of like a nice little surprise because it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. And like that, and it, that works for you. I feel like I'm like a lifestyle guru now. 
you disagree. <laughs> Just silence. How how do you how do you figure? Just like removing negative influences, not going on Twitter. If you were Just actually a lifestyle so chill. guru, you would have monetized this by now somehow. What? Sorry. If you were actually a lifestyle guru, you would have monetized this by now. Yeah, but see, we need to eat the rich, so. <laughs> oh, just kidding. There was just a commercial on the TV for a kind of cheese. Uh, it's the Castello Tickler, and I want to know more. What? Yeah. Gross. But of course the TV is muted, so I have no idea what's going on. It's a way to live life. Yeah. You know how you were saying, like, you're just rewatching Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Mm-hmm. I'm just rewatching John Mulaney's comedy specials. Yeah, those are like that's like my nightly like fall asleep track. <laughs> I'm oh, just it's like, the best. I'm gonna just listen to this. It's Although the best. I downloaded um, the app Calm, and every once in a while, like on YouTube or whatever, like the thing will pop up, and the story that they always give you is Stephen Fry reading something about something. I don't know. I never listened to that, but I was looking. <laughs> I was looking, and I was curious because he he does have that kind of voice that you could just listen to for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, and so I downloaded the app, and one of the other stories that you can listen to was Matthew McConaughey reading something, and I was like, "Fucking sign me up, I'm in." And it was actually like surprisingly chill. Like it was very, it was just very very like almost monotone. Oh. And, and it's like to help you fall asleep is the idea so mm-hmm. that it's not music and then it's different stuff so it doesn't it's not always the same thing mm-hmm. and it worked really well I was like oh imagine that oh sweet yeah it was kind of nice it's called Calm yeah oh interesting yeah I need to do a caffeine detox and then maybe I'll yeah. <laughs> try that yeah. one out and then they and they, yeah, and they have what these what they call sleep stories so, yeah, I thought it was interesting. That's neat. Did yeah. you, um, you probably didn't see it, but uh, during the Raptors, I don't know if they were doing it all series, because I didn't watch a ton of television up to this series, but um, during long commercial breaks, the bank Tangerine would yeah. run a commercial that's like, deep calming breaths yeah let's meditate and i was like fuck this is amazing actually <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah i don't know if they did it earlier but they definitely in the third round did and it was kind of funny i loved it i was just like this is so smart like first of all it's a subtle like everyone chill the fuck out it's just sports <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> and secondly i was just like you know what i do need to make sure i'm actually breathing right now thank you thanks bank Thanks, Bank. I'm Thanks not going to switch, because that's just too much effort. Yeah. But I appreciate you trying. Yeah, no, it's kind of nice. It is kind of nice. Um, and I thought it made a lot of sense. But here's my thing about the Raptors, and I don't tell you the camera one way or the other, because, like, whatever. It's fine. Can I guess what you're going to say? Yeah, probably. Fuck them being Canada's team? Absolutely 100%. Because it. that's absolute horseshit. <laughs> like it is it's just dumb. and the other thing too is like i still watch lots of sports and stuff and like every fucking time i turn on Sportsnet or tsn it's like let's talk about the raptors i'm like or we could not because i feel like there's other things happening in the world of sports that's what i feel like in the summertime when it's all jays i know i i hate that too like it's super frustrating 
How about the Blue Jays? Like, it's just, it's, like, there's literally 29 other teams in baseball. And yes, they're the only league going right now, but there are 29 other teams. And this season, like, 27 of them are better than the Blue Jays. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe. But so, like, on the one hand, it's nice that the Raptors are still in it because it's not Blue Jays all the time. But on the other hand, it's like, the whole can. I don't care that they're there, because, like, whatever it is, what it is. You know? But it's not, they're not Canada's team. Like, I have a bunch of friends who, the Raptors are not their team. Yeah, and, like, honestly, that's fine. I'm very excited that they are putting a lot of Canadian basketball stars on the map, though. There's a number of Canadian kids on that team, and for them it's a huge deal. And I'm I'm so psyched for them, especially people who um, feel like... This is the tricky thing about basketball is it's so much more of, or the NBA, of like a diverse and international league than the NHL is. Yeah. And it's just really nice to also see, like representation matters is essentially what I'm trying to say. Like it's really cool to see Canadian players on a Canadian team just doing well and having success and it gives you a little bit of that nationalistic pride which is obviously misplaced because it's just sports but I've you know been a a casual watcher of the rap since I started dating my husband in art five oh my god you're so old I know but it's been really cool to see them finally get success and I feel really sad that Oh, my dog's fucking whining. Gotta go pee? Gotta go pee? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Are you going to pee? Are you going to pee? Um, so Kelsey hung up on me. And uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen. So I'm just going to keep talking until she calls Oh, my God, I'm back. Are you still me. there? Hello? Um, it was a lot easier oh, no. when we could be in the same place all the time, but obviously that's not feasible anymore, so you know. Um, but I wonder if she notices that she hung up on me. I'm not oh, sure. No. We're going to find out. Oh, no. Um, hello. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> uh, you hung up on me. I didn't, I swear. Well, yeah, you did. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. No, it's all good. Um, I'm just leaving the back door just wide open so my dog can just go pee at will. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I have no idea what we were talking about. We were talking about the Raptors and how you've been a fan, kind of a casual fan since whatever, and how it's nice to see these, like, Canadian kids. Yeah, and, like, that's the tricky thing, too, about having, um one team here is I think people get super super overly attached because they feel like they don't have uh, other options or and the Raps they're such a young franchise and this has like been the most success that they've ever had ever and it's just really exciting for a lot of those people who have been fans since day one or, or grown up with an NBA um, the franchise, like in Canada, because they're probably too young to know that the Grizzlies existed in Vancouver. Yeah. 
So it's just like, it's fun to watch. And I just feel really sad that DeMar DeRozan had to get traded away for this to happen. But Kawhi Leonard is just like, oh boy. Oh boy. Well, I, I know, I was thinking the very same thing, that like, that kind of sucks. But like, obviously, had they not made that trade... Things would be different, yeah. Things would be different, and they're not where they are, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, but I think I think the thing about basketball that I think is cool. I was reading something today actually, and Avery had sent me uh, a tweet that he was that he was criticizing someone about ultimately because um, I don't know if it was in whatever game it was. So it was game six, so game four, I guess, when Drake was like um, standing behind Nick Nurse and like you know rubbing his shoulders or whatever, like in. Oh, game. that was the last game. Oh, yeah, or whatever. And so and and I was just like, and, and so this this. This dude's like, well, imagine if the Oilers made the playoffs and so on. And I was like, hey, first of all... It's not the no, same. it's not the same. Like, basketball allows fans to be right next to the action. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, hockey, there's and a barrier. And Drake's an ambassador be. of the team. Like, of he's course. a part of the organization. Like, Of course. I know. And I, I was just like... And Avery's comment was like, oh, I get it, I get it. Just not enough, not enough mayonnaise being served at NBA games. And I was like, oh, oh Avery, wow. Jesus. Um, but like, so like basketball is not my favorite sport, and I'm like pretty upfront about that. But I'm always super interested in like the personalities. Mm-hmm. Because they're allowed to be personalities. Well, and you have you have guys who are the villain ultimately. Oh, for sure. You know, and and you're for you're... sure. Capital D, capital G, <laughs> dream on green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine, imagine having to cheer for him. Yeah, that would be really tough. But I think it's one of those guys where you love him when they're on your team. Yeah, he, I think he's like Corey Perry. Yeah, That's for I, sure, I for sure, for sure. Or like a Brad Marchand. Like, you love him when he's on your team, and if he's not on your team, you hate everything about him. Did you just call him Bob Marchand? No, I said Brad Marchand. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy, I need to get my ears checked. That was... I was just like, wait a minute. Have I his name wrong this whole time? <laughs> okay, so here's a question for you. Okay. Would you rather fight a Brad Marchand-sized Draymond Green oh, fuck. or a Draymond Green-sized Brad Marchand? Oh, my God. Okay, I really need to think about this. Okay. They're both just, they're both pretty rough. And I'm fighting them? Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Um, what surface am I on? Uh, you are, oh, that's a good question. Because I feel like that's a game changer. Yeah. Well, yeah, because if you're on ice and you're fighting... Like, no, that would be terrible. Um, Because I I think, like, what I'm thinking is, and this is how I think of fights, (laughs) which is how you know I've never (laughs) been in one, I can outrun Draymond Green for sure. Okay. So, but that still doesn't really give me an answer, does it? Oh, my God. You could also definitely outskate Draymond Green. That, too. I feel like he would be crazy unsteady, and yeah. I'd just have to, like... You could skate between his legs, and he would fall over. <laughs> just topple him. <laughs> Pull a Star Wars, whatever those walkers are. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, oh, what's your choice? Well, I just literally just thought of it because of what we were talking about. Oh. But I honestly think, I think you, I would rather fight Brad Marchand, no matter how big he was. Yeah. Because, like, he's so he's too. more annoying, whereas, like, like, he'll lick your face and, you know, like, that kind of shit. Yeah. And, like, bite your finger, apparently, and, like, shit like that, but he's not, like... But he, he'll turtle eventually and, like, try and skate away when he doesn't want to fight. Right. Which is a lot. Where I think Draymond Green is just, like, all passion. Yeah. And he might not have that... The thing about Brad Marchand is, like, he's he's also self-aware. Oh, for sure. And he's aware that he's a villain, and I'm not sure that I could say the same for Draymond. I think he'd feel, like, super justified in what he's doing and not cool down. Yeah, fair enough. So, I, yeah. Oof, that's an upsetting thought, though. <laughs> Can you imagine... Someone, like, Draymond Green's size and build playing hockey. <laughs> you with mean the personality Zidane of Brad <laughs> No, but with the personality of Brad Marchand. Oh, boy. That'd be a game changer, though. Some uh-huh. goalies are freaking... It's true, they are. Huge. That's so bizarre how that's become... A huge part of being a goalie now is being, being tall. Because yeah. they used to be just little pipsqueaks. Yeah. Like Grant Fear is just a little guy. Yeah. Oh, the 80s. <laughs> yeah, when you could like win the Vezina Trophy with an almost 4.0 goals against average and uh, be considered one of the best goalies in the league. Great, good times. Yeah, it's really painful to watch stuff from that era because it's just like get in the fucking net like why are you 20 feet away how do you expect to stop anything yeah but they were all on coke so we need to remember that we need to be compassionate about that yeah (laughs) yeah i feel like i heard your eye roll (laughs) no i was just like i don't know what to say about this so i'm just gonna I'm just gonna <laughs> kind of blow right past it and pretend that never happened. Um, for the when we had t- our countdown triangle or countdown calendar that we had made um, for uh, how many days until classes are over, when we got to twenty, we had Eric Belanger up there, and the quote that we made was something about how we uh, hope, like I hope, no, I hope you don't get lost in my triangle, whatever oh twenty times God. or whatever it is, because the Belanger triangle. Uh, it's been good. It's been lots of fun. That's a deep cut. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Also, fuck that guy forever. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, the, the Grand Fury one I think is still my favorite. And I what was it? Oh, I can't remember exactly if it was, I think, something like, I once did 31 lines in a game. And then, I mean, in a season or something like that. Just left it at that. Oh um, Yeah. And Fernando Pisani was, I pooped my pants 34 times in 2006. Because that was, of course, the playoff year, and then he was number, yeah. Anyway. And he's got the Crohn's disease. So, we were like, and go. Like, we were, prison time was real slow time. Let's, let's just get that right out there. Just Here, savage. Goodness yeah. gracious. Yeah. There's a joke, I, the Craig McTavish one, I'm 98% sure is about him 
killing someone. So with a car, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'm pretty sure that's where we went with that. So you know, you know, people really. Oh my god, just lost that thought. <laughs> I was going to say, people really criticize low-hanging fruit, but that's kind of where my game is at. That's true. That's true. Um, last weekend when I was in Calgary, I went to the library, the new library. Yes. And it gave me very much hope for, like, what libraries can be. Oh, yeah. Did you see, like, the kids' area? It's incredible. It's amazing. I just went for the first time today for, like, five minutes. Yeah, like, it's, I could have spent an entire day there. For sure. It's gorgeous. It's spacious. It's, like, sprawling, but also quiet. Yeah. In a weird way, because it's, like, very open, but... Yeah, and you would think that somehow that sound sound would travel up or whatever, but it doesn't. And when you're, like, on those higher floors, like, up in that reading room up on the fourth floor or whatever, like, you don't notice the sound. No. Yeah, I need to go back there and spend some more time. When I went there cause today because it was a bit too early for uh, a family lunch. And um, I was just, like, kind of walking around. And <laughs> I went to the second floor. And this is where I'm at in terms of my library access. I went to some shelves and took a picture of, like, 30 books that I'm going <laughs> to download on my library tablet. <laughs> like... <laughs> Just don't even bother with getting the book. I have the card. I could have gotten it. I was like, no, I'll do it later when I can have my... Just get the electronic book. Yeah, like I was going to say, like, for it. Just, just get the book. <laughs> and then you don't have to wait. Yeah, but I'm just too hooked on to this overdrive. God, this one's very boring, isn't it? Yeah, there's not lots happening. I did find something, though. Are you ready? Oh, shit, yeah, please. Okay, it's from BuzzFeed. It's good. Fuck yeah. Everybody is a trifecta of one character from Disney, Marvel, and DC. Find out yours. Ooh. So are you ready? I like how it's not which one are you, but find out yours. Yeah. So, question one. Choose a place to live for the next year. An island, a busy American city, somewhere in China, Louisiana, a desert, somewhere cold, somewhere in France, somewhere in South Africa, or floating around outer space. Island. Uh, that's not how you do that. Okay. Alright, number two. Choose the power you would most like to have. Stop or slow down time. Speed up or reverse time. Foresee future events. Kill or revive living or dead souls. Teleportation. Access other people's thoughts. Access alternate realities. Manipulate energy or enhanced physical strength. Teleportation. That'd be pretty sweet. Makes travel so easy. Oh my god. Which type of book do you enjoy reading the most? I'm gonna go with mystery or thriller. Is there not an old house with secrets category? No, no, there's romance, horror, sci-fi, mystery, poetry, humor, action, memoir, thriller. Ugh, so reductive. Yeah, probably thriller or mystery you choose. Well, no, you tell me. Mystery. Okay. Bum, bum, bum. Which which trait would you like to improve on? Oh, dear. Oh, Um, boy. (laughs) (laughs) 
being more confident, being more adventurous, being a harder worker, being more assertive, being more organized, more social, more generous, more reliable, or none of these things. There's no all of the above? There is not. Ah, oh, shit. Well, I think if I don't choose be more reliable, then what are we even fucking doing here, Megan? <laughs> uh, how many people are in your close circle or your circle of close friends? Zero to one, two, three, four, five, or six. Or seven or eight or nine or more than ten. Uh, five. Okay. Finally, choose a place to spend a free day. The library, the mall, in the mountains, at the pool, at home, at a coffee shop, a beach, a day spa, or at the movies. Movies. Alright. Your... I don't think I'll agree with any of these. Oh no! So the, the three characters, well, kind of a little bit. The three characters that you have are Moana, Nebula, and Green Lantern. What? So you're smart and a little bit stubborn. One thing you constantly sure. grapple with, yeah, is the line between good and bad. Whether you should break the rules or play by the book. No. There's never gonna, um, you're the type of person who will do anything for your friends and family. They mean the world to you. Uh, while you're pretty open, you still crave moments of peace when you can be by yourself, and that's when you get all your best thinking done. Well, oh, I mean, that's that that part's mostly true. Yeah. Not the being super generous part. That's not eh. true. Yeah, so I'm not sure. Do you want to do it? Sure. This isn't fun because I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, she's a place to live for the next year. There, nothing says uh, Saskatchewan, so I will go with France. Oh my god, I can't believe we're friends. <laughs> the power I would most like to have would be... Yeah, teleportation, absolutely, 100%. Like, can you imagine not having to have small toiletries and just, like, fucking go? Yeah, that'd be pretty great. Oh, man. Uh, I don't enjoy reading any of these types of books most. So I guess we'll go with mystery, because that's what I would read the most of, I guess. Which trait would you like to improve on? Obviously, I'm incredible. <laughs> so... Is there not, like humbleness no it's all like i want to improve on these things and like make myself better not make myself more humble um all right we will say i don't know i'll say i'll just pretend that it's being more social but it's really none of them i don't know but i don't want to say that in like a hubris kind of way it's just none of them really fit close circle of friends i will say i think let's say five but that works for me Choose a place to spend a free day. Um, it's at home, Megan. It's a hundred percent at home. It's at home. I know you. I would have chosen I... that if I didn't spend every <laughs> single day at home already. Um, my combination is Belle, Sherry, and Wonder Woman. So what? Yeah. Those are so much better. Read the thing. Okay, smart, understanding, and someone who thinks outside the box. Eh. Uh, although some might be quick to label, you tend not to care what people think. Oh, bazinga. <laughs> uh, your passions mean a lot to you and you'll chase success in whatever way you can. Um, not only do you dream big, but you dream big in a way that can help others. You're empathetic and kind. Oh, gross. 
Um, <laughs> uh, your inner strength shines through when you have days that you don't feel super confident, and when you want something bad enough, you work hard to get it. Fuck you, BuzzFeed quiz. Fuck you for reading my mind. I love, like, you're the only person I know who would say that empathy and kindness are quote-unquote gross. <laughs> I mean, they're not, like, gross, but, you know. I don't like being called out about it, you know? <laughs> and even though it's just a BuzzFeed quiz, I don't like being called out about it. Oh, man. <laughs> I guess we're both really feeling quite seen right now, hey? Yeah, a little bit. Don't like it. It's very uncomfortable. See, um, as, a lo- as your new lifestyle guru, I'm not sure I'm okay with being this <laughs> self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> Be a bit, bit too on the nose. Maybe a little bit. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um. God, I don't know. I'm trying to think of stuff that is happening, but there's like barely any sports. The news is really fucking depressing. Talked about books. Oh, I watched the first season of Killing Eve. Yeah, how was that? That was really fun. Yeah. I liked it. Um, was way more, like, pseudo-sexual than I thought it would be. Um, and Sandra Oh just fucking crushes it, but of course she does. She's amazing. Uh, so high recommend. Season 2 is airing right now, but um, I don't watch TV, like, live. I just don't yeah, make the I, effort to, so I'm sure I'll <laughs> eventually be on Crave, and I'll catch up then. Yeah, probably. I don't always watch TV live, but, like, I'll just record it and then get to it later. Like, with the last episode of I'm the Night, I'll eventually get around to watching it. Oh my god, Megan! That was months ago! I know! It's just still there. It's just sitting there. Oh my god! But I like totally the world, forgot. But the world is a hellscape, and Brooklyn Nine Nine makes me happy. So what do you want me to do? That's true. But staring at CP doesn't make you happy. Not in that so much. No. No. God, he's, he's like he's a great. great. He's actor. so good in it. He's so good in it, but he's so pathetic. Well, the last episode, I think he redeems himself. Maybe, but I just haven't got there yet. I know. Well, you would feel that way if you watched the goddamn last episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm getting there one of these days. This is what it's like being my friend, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah, I love it. I was like, you don't get to be mad at me about this. Come on, man. No, absolutely not. I still haven't watched Pitch. You are such an asshole. It's I know. so fucking good. So what's the dealio with that? Are they doing another season? Like, what's happening? I don't know. I haven't heard anything since that one day when they were like, maybe more pitch. And I was like, wait, don't tease me like this. Um, yeah, it's so good. Oh, man, it was so great. I loved everything about it. Such a bummer. I'm sad that it was really taken was. from you. I'm sad that it was taken from me as well. Because, like, it, it, it was so, so, so well done. Um, what's, uh, what's she up to now? Is she up to anything? She was She's in something. She's in a Netflix movie that's coming out right away. I think it comes okay. out on Friday. Um, and then some, there's something else, too. And I know that um, Mark Paul Gosselaar was in a TV show called The Passage. 
um, that was on Fox, and they didn't get renewed for a second season. Oh, no. Um, it, well, and I'm not sure. I had, I'll have to. I recorded all of it. I just never got around to watching it, um, which sounds familiar. It's based on a book by a guy named Justin Cronin, um, and so I'm not sure if the, the, the series, like, the season that they made is the whole book. Oh, I see. Because then at least in that case, like, at least in the, if it is in the story, if that is, like, there's more, there's more books in his series, but, like, at least then the story is complete, so I'm not sure. Right. About that. Um, but now, uh, but uh, when it got cancelled, I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> and then I was like, maybe there will be more baseball. Now everybody's wide open. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Other fun movie update. Um, they're filming To All the Boys 2. I know. <gasps> Whoa, what is making this noise? Oh my <laughs> god, my computer, do you hear that? Yes. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> What is it? How do I turn it on? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> that was so scary. <laughs> that was kind of hilarious. Um, um yes. but what's his nuts? Neighborino isn't gonna be in it. Oh, oh, interesting. But I haven't read the book, so I don't know if that's like well yeah, he's yeah, either, off I'm to college sure. or whatever the fuck, so I don't know. Well, because, like, because I know, I, uh, from what I understand about the second book, like, um, Largin and, and Peter Kaminsky are together. Yeah. So maybe that's why Josh isn't in it. Josh. because he's uh, the worst. Yeah, he's, yeah. He sucks, like, let's be honest here. He does suck. Um, also, like... Man, that movie's good. <laughs> it really is. Uh, surprisingly, it hasn't been in my, like, recent rotation. Um, I've just been watching, like, other stuff. It was one of those just, like, flash-in-the-pan obsessions where I think both of us watched it, like, six times in three days. Oh, absolutely. Like, Netflix was absolutely killing it there for a while. Oh, with, for like, sure. Their stuff. And, I mean, their production value is really good on, on the things that they do make. And so I'm, I'm excited that they have these things. Yeah, and I'm hoping that, you know, because the previous one was such a success. Yeah. You know, who knows how this one will be different or yeah. improved. Because you could definitely tell some things were soup low budge. Oh, absolutely. And that's fine. Um, speaking of things that Netflix did, I had a friend over because I'm obsessed with true crime. And we watched the Zach Efron as Ted Bundy movie. Okay. Oh boy, was it ever bad. Really? Like, I have no clue what they were trying to accomplish with that movie. Absolutely no clue. Like, he was... He was... Was a psycho. Like... Yeah. And... It was a sympathetic portrayal of him. Mm-hmm. And at the end, I was like, why? Why do this? No one thinks that he's, like, a guy who's, you know, somehow wrongfully convicted. Like, there's yeah. literally nothing to support that. And it was so bizarre. They barely touched on the crimes. It was just, like, him 
just being a fucking arrogant asshole. Interesting. It was really weird. Interesting, interesting. So Did not worth watching is what you're saying. No, not at all. Like, utterly, utterly flabbergasted after. Because I was just like, what was the point of this? And, like, I think Zach did an okay job. I just think the script was absolutely bonkers. Like, it portrays him as this, like, sympathetic family man. And it... He murdered women. Yeah. And... Oh my god, computer! (laughs) Like, keeps opening tabs! (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I just keep checking to make sure Audacity is going, and it's just, like, exploding. Why is the Windows <laughs> Store open? I don't want that. God. Um, so that was really bizarre. And then I all if you want to watch a better version, the Ted Bundy um, documentary is much better because it puts the emphasis on the crimes and what he did to people and then shows you how much of a fucking arrogant psychopath he was because the only way he started talking was when the uh, investigators and journalists who had access to him would be like, well, if you were to psychologically profile this killer, how would you say he's acting or behaving or how would you justify it? And then he would just like talk about himself, but he could only do it in like the third person. Oh, okay. He's such a fucking psycho. Um, but I also watched Wine Country. I did too. How did you think it was? I don't think it was as good as I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. But I didn't hate it. Like, it was fine. I think... I totally agree. I think the last act got too heavy. Yeah. For what it was trying to accomplish. I wish it would have just focused on maybe one or two of the women's kind of problems, like Maya Rudolph's issue mm-hmm. and Amy Poehler's issue, and then developed from there. But I thought, like, the cast was great. Fucking Maya Rudolph is just an angel from heaven. Mm-hmm. She really is so fantastic. And Tina Fey underused. She was. She really was. Because when I saw she was in it, too, I was like, yeah, yeah. And then I was disappointed she wasn't there as much. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. No, I would agree that it, it did get a little bit too heavy at the end. And a little bit too... I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but... It was just too much. Mm-hmm. And it didn't need to be that kind of overwrought. Yeah. It could have just been, like, a supporting... Rachel Dratch. Oh my god, when she fucking passes out and sees those, like, raccoons at her window and has this vision quest. Oh my god, that was funny! Because, yeah, for for a movie that had that kind of, like, comedic power, mm-hmm. it wasn't as funny as it should have been. Yeah. Totally agree. And that's what kind of makes me mad, because they... Like, the last, say, ten years, there's been a lot of female-driven ensemble comedies. Yeah. And they're all too fucking sad. Yeah. Like, Bridesmaids, I was so disappointed when that movie came out. Because I was like, this is way too serious. Yeah. 
And that's yeah, like like sure, sure. Maya Rudolph like shot in the sink or or in the street, and um, Megan McCarthy, Melissa McCarthy, Melissa McCarthy, yeah, um, shot in the sink, and what and like she was fucking hilarious in that movie, but like it wasn't like I mean, and I'm not trying to say that The Hangover's funny, so please don't get mad at me for making this comparison, but it wasn't like that where like it was just a bunch of dumb shit. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. It didn't have that like beats per minute joke. There's like these huge lulls in the yeah kind of middle third of the movie where everybody's just really upset. <laughs> I was just like, fuck. That's why I'm so it's excited true. for the the Olivia Wilde movie Booksmart. I know, I really want to see it and I really hope that it's still in theaters like next week because I do not have time to go see it this week. I know. And it's got um, what's her name from you know, the thing. You know. No. With my favorite Irish girl in it. Uh, <laughs> From Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Uh, with, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, last year, last year, last year. Here we go. Ladybird. Um, yes. Uh, Ronan, yeah. Yes. And her best friend in that is one of the leads in this movie, who I yeah. think is Jonah Hill's sister. I think so too. She is like so fantastic. And so I keep hearing, what is your computer doing? I don't know. I don't know why it's making all these noises. Like it, I'm going crazy. So yeah, like I, I'm, I'm, I really want to see it. I just really hope it's still in theaters like after this week because I don't have time to go this week. I know. And that's the depressing thing for those movies is like those indies is that they yeah. don't get the same amount of chances that other films do and that's a damn shame yeah because I keep seeing things about it and keep like reading things about it and seeing like Olivia Wilde like on her Instagram she's been posting like other people's stories and reaction to it or whatever and everyone just like Reese Witherspoon and like you know other people like actors and whatever are just loving it yeah absolutely I'm just trying I just googled June releases because I thought there was another one coming out that I really wanted to see. Oh, Late Night. Mindy Kaling and Emma Thompson. Did you see Emma Thompson on Saturday Night Live? I did. It was pretty great. Fuck, she's amazing. Ah, I thought she fucking killed it. I thought the best sketch, in my opinion, was uh, the Perfect Mother one. It was really good. <laughs> oh, God. It was so depressing, but I loved it. Uh, and she's just, like, fucking killing it every which way. And some people are really talking about Toy Story 4. I'm not. I don't really care. No? No. Just, just lost its, um, you know, luster for me. And then Men in Black International looks just like a fucking romp. And I'll watch Valkyrie yeah. and Thor any day, all day. Sign me up. Yeah, I'm um, yeah, pretty much there as well. Yeah, the thing with Toy Story 4, like, I, I really liked Toy Story 3, like, a lot. And so I don't really know if another Toy Story is what the world needs. Yeah, same like, with... It was just really... Did you know there's another fucking X-Men movie coming out? I did, Dark Phoenix, yes. I just learned about it just now. You haven't seen the 7,000s com of commercials that are on right now? No. 
Oh my god. It's like overwhelming. Um, I'll see that just because, you know, fast bender. Yeah. Um, yep. But it's just a lot of unnecessary cash grabs like live action Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Didn't really need that. The first one's kind of perfection. I understand that the I think the major point of this one was to do it with a cast that was, you know, ethnically correct. Mm-hmm. But how do you replace Robin Williams? You can't. Like, you absolutely can't. I'm just looking here at, like, at this, like, 2019 schedule of things that are being released. And this summer, it looks kind of depressing. What's, Not depressing, what's, disappointing. What's the lineup? What have we got? What's happening? Uh, so Spider-Man Far From Home in July. Oh, yeah. July. That'll be fun. And then The Lion King. Nah. Which I'll watch, because the soundtrack's great. And then... Uh, August 2, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, which I will watch probably 17 times, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I don't know. And I'm some of these I don't know anything about any of them, because I'm not really paying a lot of attention to stuff either. Yeah. Um, September 2nd, uh, It Chapter 2 is coming out. The Down Abbey movie comes out in September. 21 Bridges comes out in September, and I will watch the shit out of that. Um, the Joker movie in October. I'm not going to see that. Um, I will. I think I might. I'm excited for John Wick 3. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Me neither. Man, so excited. Zooks is in it. And I've heard, like, such great things about it, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just kind of, I don't know, there just doesn't seem to be, like, a lot that I'm like, oh, super excited about. I don't know. Well, right. Don't forget Rise of of. <laughs> oh yeah, Rise of Skywalker. That's that is like non-negotiable. Excited for that one in December. Um, yeah. As soon as I can buy tickets, I'll buy tickets. I couldn't. I couldn't say the name. I kept saying in my head, Skywaller. <laughs> Don't know why. That's not it. That's not it. That's not anything. Uh, would you like to know what comes out on June fifth of twenty twenty? Is it Wonder Woman 1984? But June 5th. (sighs) Do you know what comes out on May 22nd of 2020? What? Fast and Furious 9. Oh my god. Does it have a name yet? No. Probably. Not not, not a dumb name anyway. There's a Bob's Burgers movie coming out next year as well. What? Fuck yes. Yeah. No way. Yeah, July. And an, and an un- as yet untitled Christopher Nolan movie, which of course it's untitled, no one ever fucking knows what he's doing, um, until like four days before the, the film is released. So, whatever that is, that's going to be a great movie weekend, because they're both coming out on the same day. This is what, like I'm on the Bob's Burger IMDb movie website, like for the movie, yeah. and <laughs> this is all that it says. Plot unknown. Feature film based on the animated TV series. That's all you need. There doesn't need to be a plot. It's a great show. How could it be in pre-production if it's released next year? Get your shit together, dudes. Well, because it's animated. I guess so. It's traditional animation. It's not like the Pixar yeah. shit. Yeah. That's why. But yeah, anyway, that's what I know. So there we go. That's what I've just learned. 
I don't know anything about anything else that's happening, but there we go. Oh, a G.I. Joe movie? Fuck yeah. Um, did you know that Mark Wahlberg is going to be in a movie called The Six Billion Dollar Man? Ugh, no. <laughs> Can I tell you about it? I would love to hear about it. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Every fucking ad. Come on. What is happening? Okay. Let me see here. Um... So, The Six Billion Dollar Man is based on the sci-fi series The Six Million Dollar Man. Got a, you know, inflation. Uh, about a former astronaut, Colonel Steve Austin, portrayed by Lee Majors. Austin's character, employed as a secret agent, had superhuman strength due to bionic implants. Is this Hobbs for Shaw, though? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And he said, Mark Wahlberg said, he was not interested in most superhero tent poles, adding, I don't care what it is, how much I'm getting paid, I'm not leaving my trailer in a cape. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Good for you, Mark Wahlberg. Good for having some standards about something. Wow. I'm surprised he's got such a hard stance. So this Christopher Nolan movie is apparently called Tenet. Um, Tenet? And... Tenet, T-E-N-E-T. What does that mean? Oh, like the seven tenets of whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the plot is currently unknown, but it's described as an action epic revolving around the world of international espionage. Um, Is anyone attached? There are people attached. Just wait, are you ready? Can I guess how many people are attached based on who he's worked with in the past? Uh, You can guess one of them. Is it Michael Caine? It is fun. Yes! <laughs> Would you like to know some of the other people who are attached to this fucking project? Though? Please, God. Robert Pattinson. Oh, interesting. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki. <gasps> yes! Aaron Taylor Johnson. Love him. Kenneth Branagh. Oh, my God, yes! John David Washington. No! Yes! Oh, good for him. And guess who? And the cinematography is by the guy who's done the cinematography on all of his movies. Of course. So it's going to be fucking beautiful. How much do you think Michael Caine is on set for any of these movies? (laughs) I think it's approximately one day. (laughs) I was going to say, like, he films all... Well, the Batman one was a little bit more. But he films all of his stuff over, like, two days. For sure. And he takes his, like... I don't know, $150,000? How much do you think he gets paid for these things? Like, gotta be a so lot. Much. He gets paid so much. Gotta be a lot. And then he's just like, Audi. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so exciting. 2020 or 2021? 2020. Wow. So yeah, so the guy the guy who's doing the cinematography is the guy who did it on both Interstellar and Dunkirk. Yeah. So it's just gonna be like... Who is it? Know? What's his name? His name is Hoyt Van Hoytema. Oh my god. <laughs> he's he's uh he's Swiss. Yeah. God, that's such a great name. I'm just gonna Google him now. Didn't look how I expected him to look. No, no, not at all. He looks like he <laughs> is born out of Game of Thrones. <laughs> kind of a little bit. Like that's where um, he lives. Anyway, yeah, he's... Anyway, so that movie, what it doesn't matter. It's going to be great. That's a phenomenal cast, and it's going to look beautiful. 
Fuck yeah. Oh my god, John David Washington. That's so exciting for him. He's freaking great. And Christopher Nolan does great work. He really loves a movie about time. And you know what I think about time. <laughs> time fucking sucks. Fucking hate time. I know you do. Do you want to do some questions? Speaking of time, yeah. we should wrap this shit let's, up. Let's get out of here. There's nothingness. Um, okay, we have some questions. Um, uh, Drew wants to know, what is the weirdest thing you've paired with peanut butter? Nothing. I don't like, like peanut sandwich. butter. Oh, I've... If you... I've eaten, like, lots of things with peanut butter. Apples, cheese, bacon, bananas, pickles. Peanuts? No. <laughs> Crunchy peanut butter? No. Like, what a waste of time. Either blend the fucking peanuts or don't. Like, eat peanuts or eat peanut butter. There should not be a combination of the two. Interesting. I like it. Uh, Continue. Uh, DJ wants to know, why don't girls like me? I have no idea. I don't know who you are. Um, I got nothing for you, man. I feel like if you're asking that question, then you need to do a little bit of introspective work. Yeah, and especially if you're asking that question to us. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on now. Ooh. Um, but thank you for listening and we love you. Uh, Mike wants to know at karaoke when someone goes up to sing, which song makes you go yes and which song makes you go no? Um, all of the songs make me go no because I can't handle the secondhand embarrassment. Megan, that's exactly my answer. That's exactly my answer. I've never been to karaoke and I will not go because no. <laughs> just like I'll go no. like, sometimes like with, with like Riva and other friends like they'll go to karaoke and I'll just go but I never sing and I just I can't handle the people up there who are bad I find it I just can't. so embarrassing regardless like even if people I know are great singers like I even feel embarrassment going to a concert to like see someone who's a fucking professional that I, I don't have that kind of embarrassment uh. but like someone who gets up there and like Screams into a microphone and doesn't know the words. I can't handle it. Um, Tara wants to know, what is the best meal you've ever eaten? I would say mine is at that restaurant uh, in in Sweden. The, like, Michelin star restaurant. Oh, yes, right. That, that might be the best meal I've ever had in my entire life. I think mine was at, um, in New York at La Rivage before... We went to Hamilton on my 30th birthday. That was just fucking incredible. Nice. Uh, David wants to know who you got, LFC or Spurs. Um, Ugh. Ugh. I don't care. Fuck Liverpool forever. Seriously. Fuck Liverpool forever. Avery knows this. He's on my side. Oh, I have to go Spurs, but fuck them both, man. Ugh. One of the guys, one of the guys that I work with, is a big Spurs fan, like huge. And when they won, because of course it was like the middle of the day for us, mm-hmm. he had it on his computer in his classroom, whatever. And when they won, he like started crying. Yeah, soccer fans yeah. will do that. Yeah, uh, Dave wants to know: Should Aaron Rodgers have uh, drank that beer faster? No. Yeah, probably. That was a little embarrassing. I don't know if you saw the Bucks game. No. Um, so game five was in Milwaukee, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, David Bakhtiari is one of the Green Bay Packers like offensive linemen, and he was courtside on one side, and Rodgers was courtside on the other side, sitting with like the daughter of the Bucks owner. Um, Ooh. No, he's dating Danica Patrick. Whatever. Um, Wait, what? But yeah, he's dating Danica Patrick and has been for quite some time. 
I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, him, yeah, him and Olivia Munn broke up. Uh, yeah, I knew that. I don't know, three years ago maybe, and then yeah, him and Danny Patrick. It's been a thing for a while. Um, but anyway, so and I think also if I remember correctly, Rogers is also like a minority owner of the Bucks. So whatever. Oh. Um. Yeah, he's got he's got he's got a bit of a stake in it anyway. Um. Anyway, so David Bakhtiar, they get him on camera, and he chugs like three beers in no time. Um. And then Rogers tried to do the same thing and then couldn't. But I would, I think, I feel. Like, the beer that he was chugging was, like, quite a lot larger than the one. Because it looked, it just looked like a much larger glass. I think um, you're trying hard to support no, Aaron Rodgers. No, I, no, I, no, it was funny because I noticed that the very first, like, when I saw it, because I was actually watching the basketball, and I, I saw it, and I was like, I watched Bakhtiari, like, chug these two, and then they flipped over, and, like, you know, Rodgers was watching him up on the big screen, and so he points across the court at Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers picks up his beer, and I was like, that was a way bigger glass. That was the first thing that I noticed. Mm. And then he started to drink it. So I have no idea. Um, But he probably should have been able, if you're going to pretend, you should probably be able to chug the beer, I think. Yeah, you gotta put up or shut up, I guess. Uh, and Mike has one more question, and the question is, who are the top five, yes, best characters in the entire Star Wars universe? Oh my god. Um. I would say Rey, I would say Jyn Erso, I would say BB-8. Mm-hmm. Because droids are people too. <laughs> um, Chewbacca. And... The Porgs. No, um, one of the Ewoks. Do you like the Ewoks better than Porks? Yeah. When I was a kid, the Ewoks were my favorite thing, so yeah. I guess they're just little little bears, little cuddly bears, little teddy bears. I know, I know, and I loved them a lot. Little Paddington bears. Yeah. So that's my, that's my guess. Those are my five. Okay. I'm on board. Um, and that's all we have. Today. Just flew by. It really did. For like literally winging it, we talked for a long time. That's how it works. Um. Yeah. So that's all we have for this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on oh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. Mm-hmm. You, we have an email address: garbagefirepodcasts at gmail.com. We have other social media, which, as we've. <laughs> Disgust <laughs> isn't very social. So, uh, don't know what to say about that. Not going to change that, to be honest. No, but but it's there. It's there. Garbage Fire Pod on both, I think. I think so. But I think it's Garbage Fire Pod. Uh, it doesn't matter. Does just it, just sir, you'll, get you'll get there. You'll get there. And, like, the Twitter, Kelsey doesn't look at it anymore, but, like, I get the notification on my phone. So if you do send us a message or, like, whatever, I will eventually see Keep it. sending questions there. That's important. Yeah, because that's how we know that people are sort of half paying attention. Um, and, like, sorry for, like, taking a month off. It's just been, it's just been a time. And we appreciate your patience. And. Yeah. Yeah, like, there was a week there a couple of weeks ago that felt like a year. Yeah. And there were times and, where we, like, tried to, and then legit, like, emergencies were happening, and we yeah. tried to reschedule and reschedule, and it just, it was just a, it was just a wild one, gang. It was just a wild yeah. one. Yeah, and, uh, we'll see what happens here coming up, because my life is getting super crazy again. It's great. I love it so much. Yep. But, uh, that's all we have, and as always, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you in the dumpster. <laughs>